Welcome back to Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Lez. Let's talk about your Super Saturday of rugby league for round 16. We'll start off with the Roosters v the Newcastle Knights. Now, you know, it was sort of not everything I, I thought it was going to be with the Knights. I thought the Knights were going to come out and put it to the Roosters a little bit more than they did. You know, more so in the second half, they were dominant compared to the first. In the first half, it was more so Roosters dominant. You know, Sandon Smith was impressive, especially with his, with his kicking game and the way that he ran this side. Um, you know, I think Aaron Macy from BTFU made a really good point that, you know, it's the first week they're sort of playing with players in position. I think Manu's more of a fullback than he is a six. You know, Sanders Smith is definitely a seven. Uh, Luke Keary at six as well obviously came off, and that's going to be a big loss for them. He's going to be out for the next six to eight weeks with a broken jaw. But even having Drew, Drew Hutchison in there, who is definitely a half, you know, it was the first sort of week they had players in position, which was, you know, a bit of a difference for the Roosters. Manu, for me, isn't a six. Oh, I think I've really counted out uh, the fact of him playing six. I've really counted it out. I don't think that he is a six whatsoever. I think he is either a fullback or a center. Um, he's definitely not a six. So, um, you know, it was the first sort of week where he was quote-unquote in position. And he ran for 300 or so metres. He ran for over 300 metres in this game, which is a personal record for him and a record in the NRL up until Dylan Edwards absolutely flogged that record with 333 metres on that Friday night. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, it was a record, uh, especially for Dylan, uh, sorry, for Joseph Manu, it was a PB for him in terms of running metres uh, in NRL football. Yes, he had that game where he ran for 330 metres odd uh, for New Zealand, but in terms of NRL, it was a PB for Joseph Manu. Uh, he definitely looked a lot more free, however, he still just didn't look at his best. I, I know that he ran for a ton of metres, had a ton of tackle busts as well, but he just didn't look Joseph Manu like. It's not the best I think we could see from him. Uh, and I'd love to see a little bit more from Joseph Manu going into the next few weeks if he is going to be playing that fullback role for James Tedesco, obviously, who's out with origin commitments. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, it was the first sort of week they were playing in position. I thought that Sandon Smith was great and the Roosters looked really good in the first half, at least. In the second half, it sort of evened out a little bit. But yeah, look, it was good signs for the Roosters having guys in positions. Uh, they obviously overcame the loss of playmaker Luke Keary to a suspected fractured jaw. It has been confirmed it is a fractured jaw and he's going to be out for the next six to eight weeks. Uh, obviously, that was in the first half of the game uh, to hold off the Knights and secure an 18-16 victory. And to be honest, it was very, very close uh, to being a Newcastle Knights win. Um, yeah, look, Mar- Manu the meter eater, 330 meters odd. He was fantastic. I thought the Roosters as a whole did very, very well. Uh, obviously, losing Luke Keary, having pretty much their whole spine out due to injury. Brandon Smith's out. Uh, you know, Luke Keery's out, Sam Walker's out, James Tedesco out. So they pretty much had their whole spine out. Victor Radley's out as well. So that is their whole spine 
out uh, in this game against the Newcastle Knights and they still come up and win this game. I think that's a great effort and it shows the depth and the talent they have in the younger grades as well and it's great signs, as I said, for Sanded Smith uh, who can just you know work his way into the starting 17 over the next few weeks. I think he definitely could do so even if that it's in a 14 sort of capacity when Sam Walker and uh, Luke Keary do come back in the next few weeks. But, you know, I think this is the, his team over the next few weeks, Sandon Smith. I'm keen to see how he takes on that pressure. Um, look, um, it was a close nature of the game. It was obviously shown uh, in the defensive stats. The Newcastle Knights finishing uh, having made eight tackles more than their opponents. Only eight tackles more than their opponents. While they each missed 35 tackles, they both missed the same amount of tackles at the end of that game. Uh, Fitzgibbon and Jack Hetherington were placed on report within a minute of each other, three minutes from half time for tackles on Satili Tupanua and Joey Manu, respectively. So those ones will be, uh, you know, sort of one to watch over the next few days, depending on if they get suspended or not going into next week. Uh, the Roosters have now won 12 of their past 14 games against the Knights as well. So obviously, uh, they were the favourites going into this game, the Roosters. And Dominic Young has scored nine tries in his past seven games. A good little record there for Dom Young. But look, I mean, I mean the main points of this game, Sanded Smith, fantastic. Joseph Marnie, fantastic. Roosters doing really well with some of their main guys out, especially in the spine department. Uh, Nafau White has been fantastic uh, in the 13 jersey. I thought that he was unreal. He really took on that role quite well and played big minutes as well. Uh, Nat Butcher in the front row was fantastic as well. He was absolutely unreal. Uh, big meters and a ton of tackles as per the usual and really took on that role. Obviously, having a main front rower out in Matt Lodge, he really took that role on well in the number 10 jersey and uh, made it his own pretty much as well. Really good in the front row. Definitely not where I would put him if I was the coach. I'd definitely have him on an edge, but it was really good through the middle for the Roosters. Uh, Really solid stuff there from Nat Butcher. Uh, The next game was Eels v the Manly Seagulls. Uh, How good was it to see the Garino getting under some high balls? Hello Sport boys, Tom and Eddie getting under some high balls as well. Hello Sport hold the record. Maddie the Waterboy sort of gave it away, uh, which was quite unfortunate to see, but you know, it was a pretty even contest. If we go, you know, another match here, uh, we discount Matty the Waterboy. We just have the Garino, Timmy Williams v the Hello Sport Boys in Tom and Eddie. You know, we could see a very even match up here. Garino's got a bit of chest on him as well. Garino's got a bit of chest on him, which means he could probably catch more. Statistically, he's at an advantage compared to the Hello Sport Boys. So, you know, that's definitely a factor to consider going into the next one if they do do another high contest, which I definitely think they should. It's fucking great content. It is great content. Um, Yeah, I'd love to see another one of those highball contests. But going into the main game, though, um, you know, in the opening minutes, it was clear to see the dominance that the Eels had going into this game. Uh, I was really impressed with Dejan Arce at seven. Very dangerous, really good footwork, but more so, fucking Ryan Madison at six. That was awesome. It was like having a second roaming lock on the field, and it actually worked. It was really interesting. Uh, I said in the preview that it was going to be interesting to see how this dynamic of the halves worked. 
and it worked really well. It worked really well. Um, Dejan Arce being that running and kicking halfback. Uh, and you've also got, you know, as I said, Ryan Madison, who's like a second roaming lock you know, through the middle there, which I think is his best position coming off the bench and being that roaming lock. Um, but, you know, he was great. He was great in this game at six. Um, you know, obviously coming through the lower grades and playing a bit of halfback. Obviously played schoolboys, I think, in 2012 or 13 at halfback. Um, but, yeah, look, I mean, he's come through the lower grades in the halves. So, you know, it wasn't as surprising as I would have thought him being at six, but it still was very uh, surprising considering it was his first game back from injury. Uh, but I thought he went really well, really well at number six. He was great with his ball playing. Uh, a little bit of a close range kicking game as well, particularly, uh, you know, in the danger zone, in that sort of goal line zone for the uh, the Parramatta Real. Sorry, he was great. Uh, his grubbers have always been good close to the line. So, uh, Maddo, I thought went really well. Uh, Arcee, I thought was really dangerous. Uh, the Eels pretty much made light work of the Manly Seagulls in a 34-4 victory on Saturday night to pick up their fourth win in a row to continue their mid-season resurgence. Can the Parramatta Reels make a way into the top eight? We'll have to wait and see. It was a very dominant first half showing, which saw them run in four tries uh, in the first half, particularly when K.O. Weeks spent 10 minutes in the sin bin for a professional foul in the first half. Uh, You know, that was sort of the moment where you know, Parramatta was scoring most of their trial. Uh, tries. Sorry, uh, talking about dominant performances in this game. I thought that Bally Simonson was fucking outstanding. He was scary to you know be matched up against for the Manly Seagulls. He was absolutely unreal. Definitely one of the players of the week for me. Bailey Simonson, uh, super dominant performance from him, and not the guy that I was expecting to stand up in this game, but he definitely was that. You know, Brad Arthur's men owned possession of the ball for most of the match. And in the end, Manly had just 37% of the stadium, which equated to 12 fewer sets than the Eels and forced them to make 120 extra tackles. 12 fewer sets, 120 extra tackles. That is absolutely insane for a stat there going into this one. It just shows you how dominant the Eels were. And as I said, the dominance for the Parramatta Reels was clear. It was a dominant first half showing for the Eels, particularly four converted converted tries, sorry, on the back of a 58% possession and completed at 80% compared to Manly's 68% with the football. Eels had four starting forwards run over 100 metres in this game, while five of their back line did the same. Uh, it was the Eels' sixth win in a row at Combank Stadium. Eels winger Mike Acevo had scored eight tries in eight games against the Manly Seagulls prior to the Saturday night game and came close to adding to his total, but was twice ruled out by the bunker. Super unfortunate there for Mike Acevo. Two tries he could have scored, but they were both denied. Uh, And as I said, Maddo at six was absolutely outstanding. Really awesome performance for the Parramatta Reels. Uh, And as I said, it was a very interesting week, particularly looking at their halves pairing, but I thought that Arcee and Maddo did very, very well in this game. Very well. Uh, And then the last game of your Super Saturday was the Storm v the Tigers. And it was a very dominant performance again from the Melbourne Storm. It was actually quite even, you know, for most of the game. The Tigers were definitely putting up a fight. Uh, Big performances from some of their forwards. Isaiah Papali'i was absolutely insane, nearly running for 200 metres. John Bateman in the number 13 jersey as captain, nearly doing the same. And he always stands up for the Tigers, 
always stands up for the Tigers. Uh, Johnny Bateman, he was great for them uh, in this game. Campbell Down Jr., Talender Silva entered the fray in the 28th minute as well of the match to make his NRL debut, replacing Jake Simpkin at hooker. Uh, Melbourne hooker Tyron Wishart scored his first NRL try as well. I didn't realize that was his first NRL try, um, but, you know, good on Tyron Wishart for scoring that one. Uh, obviously came off the bench to play hooker for Bronson Garlic, and I think that was quite early on as well. I don't think Bronson Garlic got many minutes at number nine. Uh, Will Warbrick became the first Storm player to score four tries in a match since Xavier Coates against the Warriors in round seven last season. He also had, had sorry, he also had 138 meters and three line breaks. Awesome performance from Will Warbrick there, and we can see the talent starting to arise from him as well over the past few weeks. In particular, he has been fantastic. Will Warbrick, really talented player. Uh, West Tigers fullback Jareem Buller, he had a night out as well, and look, the game was quite close. Uh, Jareem Buller was one of the players that kept it that way. 199 meters and five tackle busts as well. Really, really solid there from Jareem Buller. West Tigers have lost their past eight games at Campbelltown Sports Stadium. And that's scary since that's their home ground as well. Tigers came up with 12 errors uh, compared to the Storm 10. That's a lot of errors in the game from both teams just quietly. Uh, the Storm have now won their past six games against the West Tigers as well. So it was smart to tip the West, uh, sorry, the Melbourne Storm going up against the West Tigers. Uh, and as I said, a very dominant Melbourne game towards the end. But the Tigers, they did keep it close for most of it. You've got to give credit to some of their guys. You know, and obviously, we've got to give credit where credit is due. We've got to celebrate, you know, this awesome achievement, this awesome uh, moment that we've been waiting for. You know, wishes do come true. Wishes do come true. Wishes come true. Alex Twall, first try in the NRL. Absolutely sensational stuff. Been waiting for 116, 116 games. Been waiting for 116 games for Alex Twall to score his first try. Finally goes over the line to score his first try in the NRL. It's been a long time coming. You've kept us waiting for a while, Alex. Maybe this was planned. Maybe this was scripted. 116. Don't know where that fits into the fray of omens in terms of omen bets. But, look, love your work, mate. Love this try. Awesome try, too, to score your first try. David Clemmer nearly stole it off you, but you got there in the end. You put it down. You did the hard yards. Been working for 116 games straight, and you finally got there, Alex Twall. Congratulations, brother. I've been riding with you the whole way. Put a few bets on for you to score tries, which you didn't. Didn't put you a bet on you this game because it just didn't seem likely. And there was no omens to back you up, but this one was the omen. This was it, mate. Alex Twall, first try in the NRL. Absolutely love your work. Uh, and it was awesome to watch as well. Awesome to watch, particularly because it was the first West Tigers try in the game. Uh, it was an awesome awesome little try to watch there too. Alex Twall, congratulations to you, mate. Uh, look, as I said, Tigers kept it competitive in the first half. Uh, towards the back end of the game, though, the Melbourne Storm were very dominant. And obviously, the scoreline shows that uh, as the score was 28-6 to going into the end of the game. Wait. 